All right, we are back with an instant reaction edition of Through the Smoke. David Lake and Gabby Urrutia here to discuss some newsy notes here on a Monday. It's game week, finally, Bethune-Cookman week. We'll go into more detail about what we want to see in that game here in a uh, long-form podcast later in the week. Uh, but following some Monday press conferences, we wanted to just record this quick episode um, but Gabby, the first thing to touch on is Miami is addressing their running back depth. Um, I really like this. I, I like the idea of going out and adding to the room a veteran player. Tell us about the situation at running back and uh, who Miami is adding. Yeah, um, you know, obviously an interesting situation for those that have been following along. Uh, Miami lost a couple scholarship running backs due to injury with Trevante citizen uh potential season long injury um it is, it is? Yep. okay so we could say it's a season long injury now uh don cheney expected out for an not really sure how long but expected to be out for some time as a portion of the 2022 season um that leaves jalen knight and henry Parrish and thad franklin um as the only scholarship backs they kind of putting some bubble wrap on Jalen Knighton to make sure he stays okay so they went out and got another body and that's Lucius Stanley who was a uh, who spent five years at at UAB um his best year came in in 2019 um what was it I believe he totaled nine he had 90 carries for 414 yards and a team high seven touchdowns um you know in that 2019 season uh, finished his UAB career with 1,048 yards and 12 touchdowns in 48 games. So, um, you know, a guy that's definitely played some some college football at a at a premier Group of Five program. Uh, UAB has won a won a pair of conference titles. I think they're three time division champs while he was over there. And uh, you know, Bill Clark I think has a really good program that's put some players into the NFL. So, uh, you know, again, it's it's another body. I think it's still kind of to be determined how quickly. Lucia Stanley joins the team. I know in, he arrived in Coral Gables on Monday. Uh, you know, some staffers who had never really seen him in person before uh, were able to get eyes on him. And I think everyone's in agreement that he sort of looks like a guy who could potentially contribute. And uh, I think once he is officially cleared and once he's kind of, you know, uh, once he's able to practice and join the team, I think some expect him, um, you know, as, as soon as he kind of gets caught up and is ready to go, I think they expect him to be a contributor. So, uh, definitely a name Miami fans are going to want to know. Take us through just where he's coming from. Yeah, um, he, he was at UAB, and I think he he was he he entered the portal in December, um, and then I think uh, I, I think Tuskegee. yeah, I think it was Tuskegee, a Division two program, is who he was with. I think he went through a portion of of camp with Tuskegee. Uh, he's supposed to be a walk-on right now. I think Miami's in the process of trying to figure out some sort of waiver to potentially get another scholarship spot and, uh, you know, potentially get him, you know, fully on the roster with a scholarship. I think that's still a process that, that's that's still playing out. I think the result could potentially be that he is a walk-on and, um, you know, it sort of they sort of, you know, just got to figure it out. But uh, I think they're in the process of trying to work him into the scholarship. So was that D2 Tuskegee? I think there was just some other, you know, off field things, nothing criminal or anything like that, that kind of had some people looking uh, maybe the other way or anything like that. So um, but yeah, Miami kind of figured it out and it was a, it was a need. And uh, he was someone that some on the staff were familiar with just based on previous stops. 
and he was available and uh, it was timely and at this po- at this point of the season with Miami about to kick off I mean I think there are much worse uh, places you could have gone to figure out that running back solution obviously one possibility was just rolling with three scholarship backs um so I think <laughs> I don't I, I think that this is kind of a best case scenario for Miami just being able to find another you know kind of veteran ball carrier who's from the Sunshine State from he played at North Fort Myers and uh you know he is someone that's local and uh, from what I understand you know grew up watching the program and uh admiring the program so kind of a win-win for Miami yeah you don't want to enter a season with only three scholarship running backs and you know look quite frankly like I think best case scenario Don Chaney returns at some point this season but I still think that's to be determined we'll see how the the healing process goes for him uh, but yeah I, I, the thing I like about this move is that this is the type of aggressive move that this staff is willing to take to address issues. Um, you know, is Lucius Stanley an all-conference ACC-type running back? Probably not. But, you know, he, he's a guy that can chew carries. Um, you You don't want to lean on... Jalen Knighton, Henry Parrish, and Thad Franklin for, I don't want to call it meaningless carries, but let's just say, you know, let's say at the end of these, at the end of some of these games, you got to hand the ball off to someone. Um, You know, I don't think you want to put those guys in that type of situation. Uh, And and Lucius, I think he's a guy that's six foot, 215. Might be able to be a, a role player in short yardage situations for you. So um, he, he's a guy, too. I think it's worth mentioning. He's averaged 5.1 yards per carry for his career. Press conference notes. Uh, I think the first thing to touch on is similar, like, injury-type stuff. Will Mallory, who was limited in camp as, as it you know, they were being cautious with him uh, with his uh, labrum surgery that was done in the spring he's a full go for Bethune but he's going to be on a pitch count Zion Nelson Mario said is fully practicing here I guess he was a full go over the weekend at some point Um, but his status for Saturday's game is still to be determined Uh, you know from the standpoint of will he or won't he play and also from the standpoint of if he does play what type of pitch count will he be on? So things seem to be trending well for Zion, but I think that's still something to monitor. Um, another interesting thing, I think Mario let us know that sounds like the three primary returners in terms of the special teams play uh, would be Z- Xavier Restrepo, Tyreek Stevenson, and Malik Curtis. Malik Curtis is a guy, quite frankly, that both Mario Cristobal and Kevin Steele individually praised for uh, the way he blossomed in camp both as a returner and as a corner Um, so he's a guy to keep an eye on here uh, developmentally developmental wise um, this season Um, and last thing I'll I'll touch on with Cristobal is he seemed to hint that the or he seems to feel like the passing game is starting to click starting to find a little bit of a rhythm here in the last four practices or so and it seems like Keyshawn Smith is the guy who's kind of starting to step up 
and maybe separate as a consistent guy on the outside at receiver. Gabby, you you did the transcription for Mario. Was is there anything else you you feel like should be touched on that coach had to say today? Um, nothing in particular comes to mind. I think when it just comes to like the roster in general and maybe just availability. Um, I think he was asked about if anyone was going to be out for disciplinary reasons, and he said that kind of we'll get that to you. Uh, wasn't a firm no, which I think is something right. to potentially keep in mind that uh, you know if there's any you know, guys that are not going to be available on Saturday for whatever reasons. Um, I think that there's reason to believe that potentially there could be some names on there. I don't think we have a clear understanding of that yet. But, um, yeah, I think that other than that, I think that's probably everything else. I thought the Millie Curtis stuff was pretty interesting in terms of returner and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I would just expect some guys to be out for the Bethune game. Uh, that's just kind of how things go, um, suspension-wise. Uh, Gaddis, Josh Gaddis also spoke to the media. Just some in, some interesting notes from him. Quick hitters. He said he's going to call the game from up in the press box. Um, says he feels like he can see the whole field uh, that way. But he did note, you know, there is some value in being on the field as a play caller in terms of you can really make that eye-to-eye connection with your players and, and you know, get what you want to get out of them. Uh, when you communicate with them but he's going to be up in the box Kevin Steele is going to be up down on the field he said he will have defensive ends coach Rod Wright serving as his eye in the sky from the press box Um, other interesting note Kevin Steele uh, said about the defensive line he basically said he feels like they're sounds like he well he said individually he's like we got six to seven guys we feel like we can rotate on the inside and six to seven guys on the edge now there are some crossover there i guess between the two guy between the two positions inside and edge um but to me that sounds like you know maybe 10 to 12 guys they feel good about rotating in on the defensive line um so yeah we will cut it there on that Plenty of other stuff on the website already, inside the U.com. Check it out for more detail on everything the coaches had to say. And uh, appreciate everyone for listening. Until next time, take care.